Mm-hmm. I had done the things to be happy. Yeah. And for me, and I think there is power in allowing yourself to get to know other people and allowing other people to be vulnerable with you mm-hmm. because we can glorify things, but until we allow them to show us under their hood, we make assumptions and then we get under the hood and we're like, Ooh, I'm, I'm actually okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm actually okay where I am. And so I think that that also has been helpful for me. It's just allowing myself to meet other people who are where I wanted, where I thought I wanted to be mm-hmm. or have reached a certain level of success and not be intimidated by that and having those conversations with them yeah. so that I can take inventory and be like, you know what? You mm-hmm. like how you feel. Mm-hmm. And that's priceless. That's priceless. And that that is part of the reason why I feel my work is shifting mm-hmm. because I have the opportunity to interact with so many high achieving individuals mm-hmm. and be vulnerable with them and they're vulnerable with me yeah. and just realizing that people need to find ways to honor themselves and have peace in the process of pursuit of their goals and dreams. Mm-hmm. Because we yeah. become so goal and task oriented that we forget about ourselves and what brings us peace. Hey loves, welcome back to the Get Loved Up podcast, your number one resource for inspiration and motivation to live your purpose, make healthy living a priority and thrive doing what you love. I'm your host, Koya Webb, a small town girl who chased her dreams and caught them, a former track and field athlete who healed using spirituality and yoga, and an entrepreneur who didn't let sexual assault, racism, and insecurities dim her light. And now it's your turn to allow these episodes with some of the top voices in spirituality, wellness, and entrepreneurship to inspire you to thrive. Let's get loved up together. Get Loved Up fam, it has been another incredible season of the Get Loved Up podcast and I am so grateful to have you as part of the Get Loved Up community. This season has been just phenomenal and I just love the feedback that I'm getting about the guests. I love the interviews and getting to know some of these inspirational people even better and just rest assured that this season is ending, but we will be back in 2023. I'm going to take some much needed rest time and much needed strategy time so that we can come back in 2023 on fire. So we're going to have some incredible content ready and waiting for you at the top of the year. And if you haven't already, make sure you listen to all of the episodes. If there's any episodes that you miss, go back and check them out. You also want to sign up for our giveaway. We'll send a link below. And basically, all you have to do is let us know your favorite episode. You can also enter by tagging your favorite episode on social media and tagging Koya Webb and Get Loved Up. I will repost you in my story. And if I do, I will send you a free digital copy of my book and another special gift. And I can't let you know what that is. So before we end the season, I am wrapping it up with a woman that I've interviewed twice. This is the second time. Her name is Tanya Rapley, and she was phenomenal in this episode. So you're going to want to listen to the entire thing. Grab your tea. Get comfortable because you're going to want to take notes. Tanya Rapley is an award-winning millennial money expert and the creator of MyFabFinance. Its mission is to help 100,000 people make at least one financial decision that they're proud of. 
As an internationally recognized speaker and sought after media personality, Tanya helps educate and empower other people to break the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck so they can live the life on their terms and do what they enjoy. She is the co-host of the Ashton Kusher produced show, Going From Broke, and is the author of the Amazon bestseller, The Money Manual. Tanya has worked with countless Fortune 50 brands and built a million-dollar financial education business that has impacted the lives of thousands across the world. She has been featured in Forbes, Vogue, Essence, and The Washington Post. She has been seen on Good Morning America, The Today Show, Headline News, and countless local media outlets. And what I love the most about watching your journey in motherhood is because I feel like you're one of the women that I feel like makes me feel like I can. Like you can still do what you love and enter into motherhood. And no, it's not going to be easy. I don't think you sugarcoat like the hard times. Girl, yeah. But well, you can figure it out. Yeah. So can you give us two or three tips on how women can set up mm -hmm. their life as a mother? Like, do you sometimes take uh, your son with you or not? Or like, yeah. what are your boundaries? Oh, so I say the first tip is be very intentional about the type of motherhood journey you want to have. Mm -hmm. So for me, I knew I wanted to have a nanny. Mm -hmm. um, I knew I wanted to keep my career. Yeah. I knew. So I set it up that way to where my when my son was two months old, we were interviewing nannies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, OK, we got to get somebody in here. His nanny right now has been with him for three years. Wow. And so I um, set it up, like be very intentional about how you want to experience it and mm -hmm. be unapologetic about that. Mm. There are other people say you're going to let somebody else raise your son. I'm raising my son. Right. And she is supporting me on my motherhood journey. And yeah. me and my son have a very special relationship. You know, he still knows I'm his mommy. He knows that's his that's his Ryan. Um, so I would say that's the first thing. Um, I think the second one is allow for the flexibility of who you'll become and, and the mm -hmm. flexibility of who they are. Mm -hmm. And so I'm different than when I when, you know, when I was un, when I was not a mother. Mm -hmm. But I'm also the same Tanya. It's, yeah. You know, I've evolved to an extent, but I'm still the same Tanya. Um, but I've allowed for that space and mm -hmm. I've created spaces for me to have inquiry into the woman that I am today. And I think yeah. that's important too. So one of the things I do is I have a quarterly getaway. Mm. Even when I was in my relationship with my husband, mm -hmm. uh, with my ex-husband, I would say, okay, I'm going away for at least 48 hours, at least mm -hmm. once a quarter. Mm -hmm. I'm not mom. I'm not wife. I am just me. And that was really helpful for me continuing to tap into the essence of who I was outside of the titles that I had taken on. Mm. So that is also important. Just create space for who you were before and who you are after you've had a child. Yes. Um, and I would say the third one is really stack the support. Mm -hmm. You don't get a medal for doing it all alone. It takes a village, right? You, it really does. And we think about how ancient societies or mm -hmm. our ancestors raised children, right. they were around their core family. They were around their cousins, their moms, their fathers, their aunts, their uncles. They had support in raising that child. Mm -hmm. And now we expect for people to be in a city by themselves as a single parent raising a child on their own. And then we wonder why they're not happy or why they're having breakdowns because we were not intended to raise children in that manner. Right. So if you do not have a bill, if you're someone who like me has moved away from where you were from, 
Mm-hmm. Be intentional about building that tribe. When I lived in LA and I had my son, I joined a mom group. Mm. And the mom group, we were all mothers and we were all mothers of children the same age and we would support each other. Hey, can I bring the kids by here? Can we do a play date? Girl, can we just sit and talk about how we ain't getting no sleep? Can we talk <laughs> about like how we love these kids more than anything, but we still grieve our old lives? Can yeah. we have that space? Mm. So intentionally create tribe if you don't naturally have tribe. You don't and shouldn't do it alone. Like mm-hmm. you honestly shouldn't do it alone. Yeah. And so, yeah, and it's okay. It's okay if you don't do it alone. You know, Mm -hmm. I just think that there was this clip that was going viral. And I think it was Latoya Luckett. And she's talking about how a man was like, well, my mom did this and my mom did that. Ain't nobody going to shame me into struggling. Period. Like, you are not going to shame me into the struggle. Like, okay, cool. And it's a difference when a mom did that out of necessity. Out of necessity. Versus choice. And it, yes, a lot of our mothers were powerful mothers and they endured and they were resilient through so much, but they didn't have a choice. You know, if they could choose, they would choose choose, support. They would choose, (laughs) (laughs) they would choose freedom. You know, like they honestly would. And so, yes, like you, I I have so much respect for women who have no other choice and they make the best out of their choices. Mm -hmm. But I also acknowledge the work that I've done to have more choices. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to make me feel bad about that work that I did Period. to have these choices. Oh, it's so inspiring. I love it. And as you said, you've been through a lot of transition. Mm-hmm. You transitioned also your relationship. And mm-hmm. especially as an entrepreneur, with that being the highlight, you don't really, it's part of your, part of your life is your partner yeah. or your children. So how did you navigate that space? Um, it very privately yeah. initially. And so I actually just announced six months after mm-hmm. me and my ex-husband decided to go our separate ways, I waited six months because yeah. I wanted to come to terms with what that transition meant for me mm-hmm. and to be honest with myself about the transition. I think that when I, for me, the hardest part wasn't the actual ending of our relationship. It was grieving the life that I thought I was going to have mm-hmm. as a result of that relationship. Yeah. So realizing, oh, my son is not going to grow up in the two-parent household with his two biological parents, mm-hmm. even though I did, and that I never saw anything different for me. Right. Um, I, my marriage, that was my second marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, now you are a two-time divorcee, sis. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what are at first it was like, what are people gonna think about you? And it was like, I don't care. They weren't in my marriage. And so like <laughs> no they, they weren't there. Like, right. Um, and so I think that it was a lot of that. A lot mm-hmm. of me, the what if girl, like talking myself, there's a loop. It was create that loop and allowing myself to navigate that yeah. without the pressure or expectation to anybody else or without having to answer to anybody else. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to answer anyone else during that process I still don't have to answer to anybody else honestly and I when I made my announcement it's kind of like this is what it is Mm -hmm. this is where we are yeah oh I love that not open for questions period you're like okay this is it (laughs) he ain't here no more (laughs) and you know just because man changed don't mean the plan changed so we are good over here he's not here but it's it definitely was a transition and Mm -hmm. there was fear that came up and there was a lot of um and I think that I've always wanted to teach people through my journey with me becoming a financial educator. I came into financial education unconventionally because I needed to improve my own finances. Mm -hmm. I think that me deciding to leave my marriage was me owning my power and owning my owning my joy Mm -hmm. and realizing that this was not something that was creating joy in my life. And so I hope that me making that decision Mm -hmm. 
even when there were so many things riding on us, staying together, and so many people were bought into our relationship and everything else, inspires someone else to say, you know what, my joy is not in this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to choose that. Yeah. What were some things that help you make that decision? Because it's not an easy decision. Like you Mm -hmm. said, this is the picture. This is what you had planned. Um, This is what other people expected. So what helped you, because, you know, it wasn't immediate, what helped you finally make the decision? Like, you know what, for me... I'm going to choose. It's a few things. Mm -hmm. It was spiritual, my spirituality and honesty. Mm -hmm. It was being honest with myself Mm -hmm. and saying, do you really feel that the elements of yourself that you would like to be seen in your partnership that are respected in your partnership and are valued in your partnership? Do you feel like those things are being done? Mm -hmm. And they weren't. Yeah. Um, And then it was also spirituality asking, you know, like, hey, Mm -hmm. that I have a, I don't identify as Christian. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't identify as any particular religion, but I have Mm -hmm. a very strong relationship with my creator and my ancestors. Yeah. And so asking them, Mm -hmm. you know, I need you to show me. Mm -hmm. I know I don't know everything. I know y'all see things that I don't see. So (laughs) show me, you know, show me and I'm listening. And when you show me, I'm going to be obedient. Yeah. And there was some resistance even when I was shown. I was like, but they're like, no, (laughs) you ask us to show you. And you need more? Yeah. I remember my sister called me and she was like, you know, and the beautiful thing, I would say me and my younger sister, I know that we chose to do life together. Mm-hmm. Like I know we chose to do this life together. And I was telling she would she, when even when I would be in moments of like, mm, maybe, maybe we could just my sister would call me and be like, Hey, mm-hmm. I need you to remember a few things. And just mm-hmm. speak to me from everybody who needed to speak to me from God and everything. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be obedient. I'm going to be obedient. And I remember one of the things that she told me, and she she was just so clear. And she was like, you know, Tanya, you can't go further than you're tethered. Oh. And I was like, yeah, let me untether myself. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she just literally called me one day. It's like, hey, so-and-so-and-so, I love you. How are things going? Yeah. And I just felt honest with her. She's like, well, I just want to mind you can't go further than you're tethered. Yes. So. Wow, that's powerful. And speak a little bit about the importance of like sisterhood and having mm-hmm. those people, those people that really supported you do that yes. transition. Because I know that's the most important. Yes. I mean, even my parents, calling my parents. And yeah. this is the importance of being honest with people in your life about what you're going through. Yes. Because so many people try to struggle and do things on their own mm-hmm. and people can't support you or show up in the ways that you need it. You know, we see things happen for people and... Um, well, they'll say, well, let me know how I can help you. Let me know how I can help you. Like, okay, I'm going to call in that favor and let you know how you can help me. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing your grandson down for two weeks while I just sit in the bed and cry. <laughs> yes. All right. He's okay. going to be with y'all. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I want to go get some, you know, some wine with one of my friends one mm-hmm. night while I'm just wading through this, I need that space. So I'm bringing yeah. your grandson to you. That's how I'm leaning on you. So it was being very honest about what I needed. My sister came and stayed with me for three weeks. Mm. She had the flexibility because her job is um, location independent. So she yeah. was like, I'm going to stay with you for three weeks and just help you and be here and love on you. And mm. Mm. fix you meals and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, my nanny, you know, you live in this house. I am not going to walk around like things aren't happening. We're going to talk about where I'm at and I'm going to talk about the changes in childcare support that mm-hmm. I need during this process. So for me, it was really communicating with people. These are the transition. This is a transition that's happening. Yeah. If you want to support me, this is the best way that mm-hmm. you can support me. Yes. And people did. Yeah. I am... Mm. I am so thankful to my tribe, even my team, um, even even my director of operations. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to hide it from her. I'm on yeah. the phone crying. I'm like, I'm going through a divorce. Da, da, da. I'm crying. She's like, what do you need? Mm. What do you need? My yeah. assistant, what do you need? Right. And so I really want to tell that to people. Sometimes we want to have the strong face yeah. and we want to go through adversity on our own. Mm-hmm. But 
you get the support that you need when you're honest about what you're going through. Absolutely. And you allow people to show up for you and show you who they are yeah. in those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you when find you out who your real tribe is yes. with how they hold space for you. Yes. But you yeah, have to yeah. have the courage to share that you're not okay. Yes. And I think, you know, not being okay in mental health, I think us as black women, we are getting getting it now. Yes, we are, we thankfully. Are finally, what has really helped you prioritize? Because you're also a boss and you you love your business. Yes, you love what I you do. do. I love my audience. So yeah. talk a little bit about like that, you know, you have your tribe and other things you do to really prioritize your mental health and well-being mm-hmm as you continue to show up as an entrepreneur and a mother. You know, so last night I actually just taught my class on like how I built my team. Yeah. And my team has been an extension of what I need. Mm-hmm. And so I have intentionally put people in place where yeah, this week, Koya, I logged, I went to log in the back end of my website mm-hmm. and I couldn't remember how to log in mm-hmm. because I haven't had to in so yes. long. I was literally like, what's <laughs> the URL? Like, yes. and, I, and, and it's so... It's beautiful to me because there was a point in my life where I knew like it was muscle memory. Like I had to get it out of necessity. I had to be in my back end of my website multiple times a day and everything else. So um, building that team has been really important for me. And it just started with building the blocks, building the blocks. You don't start out with what you need necessarily. You start Mm -hmm. out what you need right now. Mm -hmm. And then that allows you to think in the business, think about, okay, here's what we need at the next level. And that allows you to continue to think through that process. And my hiring method, I haven't had any, I've had like one negative interaction with someone who I've hired. And that Mm -hmm. was because we were not communicating properly. Right. But my hiring method is I ask for what I need. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trust that I'm good at it. Yes. I ask for who I need. Yes. And I ask for that to be shown to me and that they find their way to me. Mm-hmm. And everybody on my team just feels so aligned. Yes. So aligned to the point where I trust them and I feel yeah. I can trust them with my baby, which is right. my business. Like, I don't have any fear. Mm-hmm. I went away for two weeks. So I'm like, y'all got it. Let yeah. me know exactly what you need me to do. Mm-hmm. I trust them. Um, and that's been me leaning into my intuition and kind of leading an intuition-based business. Yeah, um, I love that. My business is as spiritual as I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't try to, I, you know, we talk about, they talk about the separation of church and state and everything else, but I don't impose my beliefs on anybody in my business, mm-hmm. but I govern myself in the planning of my business based on my beliefs. Right. Yes, I think that's so powerful because the core beliefs of who you are, even when it comes to relationships, how you parent, how you run your business, you you attract what you are. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about your core beliefs and how you establish those and how you see them reflected yeah. in your, your team now? Yes, and you know, I want to answer that question, but also something that came up for me is that I trust myself. Yeah. And to the point where I trust myself doing things that other people be like, girl, mm. are you sure? Yeah. Because I trust myself. Yeah. I trust my internal compass mm-hmm. that I don't lead myself in the wrong direction. Right. Um, and if it's not exactly where, I just feel like everything works out. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything works out how it yeah. should. Um, and so my core beliefs, I actually worked with a wonderful therapist when I lived in Los Angeles. Mm. And I love this therapist because we used to do uh, outside therapy where mm. we didn't meet in her office. We met at Kenneth Hahn Park and we would hike Ooh. for our therapy session. Okay, I need it that. Was I need that kind of therapy she session. She was so good, a black woman therapist. She was wow. amazing. I loved her. I was so sad when I had to, when I moved from LA. Right. I think that was one of the saddest things was leaving my therapist in LA. Wow. 
Um, and so she was wonderful. And one of the things we did was my core value work. And core mm -hmm. value work is so important to me now. And it's one of the things that I infuse in the work that I do with others. Mm -hmm. But my core values are joy, personal growth, freedom, and relationships. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, that's what's important to me. Yeah. And for me, joy is paramount to all of those things. So if there's mm -hmm. joy. And if I don't have joy in my relationships, that's a thing for me. Yeah. If I don't have joy in my personal growth and the way which I'm doing it, it's a thing for me. Mm -hmm. Now, I do understand that sometimes there are lessons that I have to learn that aren't grounded in joy, mm -hmm. but I'm going to get back to it. Right. Um, and then there's freedom. Freedom is also very important to me. Mm -hmm. So does this make me feel free or does this make me feel attached? Mm -hmm. Most recently, I had to ask myself that with my overhead that I was taking on in my business. Yeah. Because we create these businesses mm -hmm. to have freedom. Mm -hmm. Then we bring these people on to help us experience more time freedom. Right. But sometimes that becomes anxiety inducing because now these people have to get paid. Right. It's like now it's like, okay, yeah, I can take a year off, but these people got to get paid or they got to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's another level. And that's kind of the transition I'm in. It's just like, okay, do we want to grow or do we want to be more efficient with the way in which people are currently working in the business mm -hmm. so that we're not increasing our overhead? Right. Where do, what are the areas we can dial back in or we can reallocate some of the money that we're spending into other things that make the most sense for us? Right. So my team is, is there. They're phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I, I really want to touch on that a little bit more, getting into finance as that is your your paramount, right? That uh -huh. is your, your sweet spot. I think that is a big challenge that as a person moves from getting, getting into entrepreneur and then scaling, and then you get to a point Right. Where you're like, wait a minute, like you said, uh, do I want to scale bigger? Do I want to grow a huge team, big yes. company or do I want to stay boutique? So can you really talk oh about that decision? Because I feel like it's a big one as women are scaling that no one's really talking about. It's such an important decision, Koya. Mm -hmm. And I think especially now it is yeah. because. We see these women who have become extremely successful. Mm -hmm. And I am thankful that within my network, I have women that are making, you know, 10 figures in their, eight, like eight figures, I'm sorry, eight figures in their business. They mm -hmm. move beyond seven figures, they're at eight figures. And one of the things that I ask myself is, do I want that lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Like, I can see it and respect it and love it for her, but also understand that that's not my version of freedom. Mm -hmm. More money for me isn't necessarily more freedom. And mm -hmm. how am I being creative with the resources and the abundance that I do have mm -hmm. to experience freedom now at this state? Because I don't right. even know if I want to have a six-figure overhead each month in my mm -hmm. business. Right. Um, so I think that requires one to be honest with themselves and asking them, what am I doing this in pursuit of? Mm -hmm. Am I doing this in pursuit of acclaim from others mm -hmm. and you know notoriety? Or am I doing this because it's in alignment with what my path is? Right. And that's a question I really had to ask myself this year mm -hmm. was, but you're happy where you are. Mm -hmm. You love your life as is. Right. If nothing else changed, you would be great. Like you'd be good. You'd be like, I could, I could do this every day. Like mm -hmm. I am happy. I can live like this. And so it's like, why am I stressing myself out in pursuit of something that doesn't even push the needle for me because I'm happy where I am? Now, of right. course, there's personal development that I want to occur and everything else, mm -hmm. but I can still do that yeah. without pushing myself to hitting 10, mm -hmm. you know, $10 million a year. Yeah. So I think it requires a brutal level of honesty Yeah. and asking yourself, why do I even want this? Mm -hmm. Do I want this because I think it's what's expected of me or do yeah. I want it because it's going to help me live my ultimate life vision? 
right? It's almost like an addiction, right? It's like you you get a taste of it, it tastes good, and you get you get the momentum, you mm-hmm. find out the traction, you figure things out, and then you get to a point it's like you're just doing it, right? You're going yeah. through the motion and you you understand the magic, you understand manifestation. But like you said, when do you stop and say, is this still in alignment with what I really want? Yeah. And for you, how do you take that? Do, do you do it quarterly? Do you do it yearly where you really look at everything and say, is this what I really want? Or do I, I want to shift? I don't think it's on the schedule. Mm-hmm. It's in the feeling. Yeah. It's like, Tony, how you feeling? Yeah. I wake up, it's, you know, it's part of my meditation, checking in with myself. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Yeah. And when I'm on my long drives, you know, I drove up here from my area, my corner of Atlanta. <laughs> that was an hour in the rain. So it was a meditative uh, drive for me, which is beautiful. Yeah. It, w- it really was because mm-hmm. my son wasn't in the car. Mm-hmm. It was a meditative drive for me. It yeah. was wonderful. And I actually enjoyed those times. I just drive in the car with no, no like, I'm not listening to anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just in my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and so I check, I, for me, I check in with myself mm-hmm. multiple times a week. Yeah. That I'm that important to myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like my happiness is that important to me. And so, um, and even when I, and so sometimes it is when I feel a certain way or when I feel a shift or when I feel tension, Mm -hmm. when I feel anxiety, what's creating this? Why do we feel this way? Yeah. So uh, I don't have a schedule for it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going with the feeling. Yeah. It's like, I feel like you need to check in, girl. Yeah. I think that's beautiful because no, nothing can say when you're going to feel how you feel. But yeah. when you don't feel that joy, when you don't feel, when you're not in alignment with your core values, it's like, it's time to do inventory. Yeah. Because right? you could be in. good for six months. Yeah. You know? Right. And then wake up and be like, oh, you could be good for a year. You could yeah. be good for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But it, it, it's really knowing, okay, it's time to check in. Yeah. Um. And I think that that's one of the areas of growth that mm-hmm. I've had over the past years as an entrepreneur. Because I know mm-hmm. when I first got started going to the conferences and I yeah. had joined a mastermind and mm-hmm. I log on, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I had a so-and-so million-dollar day. Someone um, reached out to me. He's like, yeah, I made $7 million in a day. And I was like, that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really good for you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, more money is cool. But in my heart, I was like, but are you happy? Mm-hmm. Are you happy with how you made it? Yeah. Or how do you feel? You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. for me, I don't care about making $7 million if mm-hmm. I don't feel good about it. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I, but the old time, yeah, women are like, man, what'd he do? We got to look under the hood and figure out how he did this. So like, how do, <laughs> how do we get close to replicating something like that? Right. The new time, was like, I love that for you. Yeah. Yeah. And what was it that had, you feel like had to shift with you? When, because it is a comparison trap, mm-hmm. right? It is a comparison trap. So what really helped you shift from that comparison to really owning your truth? Um, it was realizing how happy I was. Yeah. It was realized, I think it was realizing that I had done the things to become happy. Mm-hmm. I had done the things to be happy. Yeah. And for me, and I think there is power in allowing yourself to get to know other people and allowing other people to be vulnerable with you mm-hmm. because we can glorify things, but until we allow them to show us under their hood, we make assumptions and then we get under the hood and we're like, Ooh, I'm, I'm actually okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm actually <laughs> okay where I am. And so I think that that also has been helpful for me. It's just allowing myself to meet other people who are where I wanted, where I thought I wanted to be, mm-hmm. or have reached a certain level of success and not be intimidated by that and having those conversations with them yeah. so that I can take inventory and be like, you know what? You mm-hmm. like how you feel. Mm-hmm. And that's priceless. That's priceless. And that that is part of the reason why I feel my work is shifting mm-hmm. because I have the opportunity to interact with so many high achieving individuals mm-hmm. and be vulnerable with them and they're vulnerable with me. And yeah. just realizing that people 
need to find ways to honor themselves and have peace in the process of pursuit of their goals and dreams. Mm -hmm. Because we become so goal and task oriented that we forget about ourselves and what brings us peace. Mm. Ashe. And especially with social media, you know, especially with the highlight reel, it is so hard. And you look and you say, I want what Tanya has. I want what Lisa has. I want... But one question someone mentioned on this podcast, are you willing to do what they did? Are you going through having a child, mm -hmm. uh, going through a couple of divorces, going through, because all of that makes your journey. All of it. So when it comes to, you know, social media, I think you do a great job of really sharing when you're ready. Yeah. You know, uh, what the things that you've been through. Can you talk a little bit about that vulnerability and how you've seen it as your strength recently? Yeah. So my fat finance, which is my business that was my baby, what I call my mm -hmm. bridge yeah. because it was the, the business that gave me the freedom that I have today mm -hmm. and has allowed me to discover what else I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, that was created when I was, from the result of an abusive relationship. Yeah. I was in an abusive relationship. And I remember not sharing that publicly for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then when I shared that, so many people reached out to me and are like, oh my gosh, I would have never thought that you were in an abusive relationship. Because people have all these assumptions about the type of woman that's in an abusive relationship. Yeah. You know, like she's weak, she's this, she's that. Mm -hmm. But like, I would have never guessed that. I'm going through it myself, or I just got out of one, or I'm, you know, you know, I I don't know how to support my friend who's in one. So mm -hmm. the first time I was transparent with my story, I began to realize how powerful it was in helping others. Mm -hmm. And that's when I made a commitment to myself that I'm gonna be honest with my audience. Yeah. I'm gonna be even when it came down to when I was building my business, I took a more credit card debt than I would like because I didn't take outside I didn't take outside funds to build my business. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have more credit card debt than I want right now. Let's do a challenge around this. Let's do yeah. the banish the balance challenge. We're gonna eliminate our debt together. Yeah. I've always been like it's just I think that people need to see others mm -hmm. who they um I don't want to say idolize, but who they respect and hold mm -hmm. in high regard as humans. Yeah. And it's Absolutely. like, I'm a human. Mm -hmm. Now I look at celebrities, people get so excited. I'm like, they're human. Yeah. They're human and just more people know their name. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And they've, they've done other things to get to the level that they are in. Yeah. Um, but it has required a lot of work. It has mm -hmm. required sacrifice. Yeah. When I was first building my fat finance, you know, for the two years, I didn't travel internationally because mm -hmm. everything went into the business. I wasn't going out to brunch with friends because mm -hmm. I was in graduate school at the same time and mm -hmm. I had a full time job. So my weekends were spent building the business. Yeah. But one of my mentors says, do what the others won't so you can live how the others don't. Mm -hmm. And so those two years of discipline and focus have led to what now has been seven years yeah. of owning my time. That's incredible. Yeah. So it is, it's doing, it's being willing to do the work, but also understanding that your work might look different from someone else's. Right. Mm -hmm. And also um, we were talking before about sisterhood and the mm -hmm. importance of sisterhood and, and having strong, powerful women in your life. Can you talk a little bit about how important sisterhood is for you and your yeah. journey with nurturing your relationship with other powerful women? I love the women in my life. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I love women. Mm -hmm. Um, I love black women. Yeah. Let me be honest. Like I love, I love the sisterhood. And I remember for a long time I wanted to join a sorority. Mm -hmm. And things were just blocking me from joining the sorority. Like everywhere yeah. I was like, man, I'm ready to got down to one point where my paperwork was rejected because my recommendation letter did not have a phone number on it. What? I was like, my packet was perfect. And <laughs> it but it made me reflect on all the sisterhood that I have in my life mm -hmm. and that I hold in a high regard. I hope relationships is one of my core values. Mm -hmm. And so um I often 
I learn from my friends and I allow my friends to teach me how to be a better friend. I'm a military brat. So um, one of the things that I had to address in myself was that I was used to be like, okay, well, when you're a military, when you're a child who have military, who has military parents, you're used to picking up and going and like, well, life will start over. I'll meet new people. I'll be good. Yeah. And I have my best friend who I've had since I was in 11th grade. She's really taught me the importance of sustaining a sisterhood Mm -hmm. and showing up through all the seasons, even when you don't feel like it. Or even if you have a tough conversation at a tough patch, we Mm -hmm. come back to each other and showing up for the women that you love. So I really appreciate her for teaching me that because I feel like she put me in my sisterhood school. Her and my mom. My mom's an amazing sister to her sister. So I have all these um, reflections of that around me. And then it's interesting because I love sister groups. Like Mm -hmm. I love sister friends. Yeah. So a lot of my friends have sisters that they're really close with, how I have a sister who I'm really close with. Mm -hmm. So I find that I also bond with women who respect sisterhood or have you know have that in their life and I think that makes it easier as well Mm -hmm. that I'm attracted to those women who value it yeah I think that's powerful when you have a sister that you bond with because you can go through a lot of struggle and strain with sisterhood but until you really get in it and work through it Mm -hmm. you really don't know how to navigate it just like pretty much anything else in life yeah and it's not perfect Mm -hmm. you know and it's me and my sister have had conversations where uh, there was one point where I felt like our, our relationship was fractured. And I had to be honest. I was like, I don't know if you would be my friend if we weren't sisters. Mm-hmm. And I had to have that conversation with her because it gave me the opportunity to see her differently and for mm-hmm. her to share things with me. And so I think that a important component of sisterhood is mm-hmm. being vulnerable and letting them know how you feel yeah. and trusting that they'll be responsible with those feelings mm-hmm. and that it's an opportunity for you to build even stronger. Because I've had conversations like that with my best friend. Yeah. I've had conversations with that like that with another friend of mine who I was friends with in college. And we mm-hmm. just had a moment. We just sat outside and cried mm-hmm. because there was a fracture in our friendship. Mm-hmm. And it was like, why are we here? Yeah. Let's be honest about why we're here right now. Yeah. And do we want to rebuild? And what mm-hmm. does that look like? Uh, and so it does require that uncomfortable honesty. And yeah. you don't have to hold face for the people who are truly for you. Yeah. I want to get into that a little bit because I don't think I've talked about that on a podcast yet. Like, what do you feel like were some of the six? I mean, you probably did things that worked and didn't work. What do you think were some of the core things you did to repair a sisterhood mm. when you felt like it was broken or fractured? Yeah. Oh, man. Listening. Mm-hmm. Listening and taking responsibility for the ways in which I hurt them mm-hmm. and not feeling attacked. Yeah. Like, it's been like, really? I'm sorry. Like, I am genuinely sorry you felt that way. And mm-hmm. just not feeling attack and knowing it was an attack on my character. Right. But it was really like, Tanya, you made her feel this way. Mm-hmm. And you're responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And you're responsible for the way it impacts your relationship with her too. Yeah. Um, And giving her the space to decide, do you want to continue this friendship with me mm-hmm. based on how you felt? Yeah. And I'm willing to give you that space. I'm not giving you an ultimatum now. Well, like, well, if you don't call me next week, we ain't back on. <laughs> it was like, take the space you need, but yeah. no, I'm here. And mm-hmm. the door is open. Yeah. And, you know, we're in the process of rebuilding that. And I, I had to acknowledge the ways in which I wasn't showing up as a friend. Mm. Matter of fact, I'm going to call her when I leave this podcast. Because it's, it's, and um, it's knowing the, um, it's knowing the personalities. And I'm going to yeah. shout her out. Sheena, because she's <laughs> such an amazing healer and yeah. she's such a beautiful human. And I think that one of the things I love about our journey is that she's come into her light work journey yeah. over the course of our friendship. And I would like to think that me being the rebellious spirit that I've been as far as my religious practices has encouraged her to do that. But then that has also given her a certain level of autonomy and be like, Tanya, you're not showing up how I need you to. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
what do you mean? I'm not, I've been showing up. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? But it is also humbling myself. So shout out to Sheena. Yeah, Sheena. I love that. Because what I loved about what you just shared is that just because you showing up and you felt good about you showing up, it is hard for women to say, yes, you're showing up, but I might need you differently. You know, when we talk about the love languages and yes, things. Yes, there's friend languages. Yeah, there's friend languages. Well, yeah. friendships have love language, right? Yes, there right? are. Love languages extend to your friendships. Yeah. And for me, it might be like, well, I sent you a birthday gift. Yeah. Like, I needed you to call me. Yeah, or you know, a quality time. Yes, yeah. you were near my house and you didn't stop by to see me. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I didn't need that gift. You know, I didn't need that <laughs> shout out on social media. I wanted your time. Right. You know, so it is, it's showing, it's, it, and you know. And you got to ask them how work. they want to be loved. Friendships you can't even assume. It's so The same way work. romantic relationships work, solid friendships can be work. Um, yeah. But I think that the work is also, it's rewarding because then you are in this space where you can just show up and exist with them. And even mm -hmm. my little sister, um, I like I just reiterate, I really think we chose to do life together because my sister mm -hmm. is in this place where she is ascending mm -hmm. in her spiritual growth and feels isolated in mm -hmm. a lot of regards to that because people do not see her and understand her where she is or she feels the need to negate her spiritual power because people don't understand where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. And I know that I was put here because I get it. Like yeah. I was put in her life because I'm like, well, mm -hmm. talk about that with me. Yeah. Talk about the rabbit hole you went yes. down last night with me. It might be a little, it might go above my head, but yeah, I respect it. Like, yeah. I'm glad you're looking into this level of self-inquiry and, you know, and because mm -hmm. <laughs> my sister goes down the rabbit hole. I'm like, <laughs> why were you even, okay, yeah. all right, so let's, let's talk. Talk about what you learned from it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's also important for people to identify the people who were placed in your life for those mm -hmm. purposes to see you in ways that other people don't have the capacity to see you. Right. And they always say a rising tide raises all ships. Mm -hmm. And so I think some people are afraid when they start elevating, yeah. right? Because you feel like you're leaving, whether it be family or friendships and things like that. But it's their choice if they want to rise. Or they might not be at the yes. same pace, but I love that you're sharing like different people are evolving in their own time and in yes. their own way because we have to understand we're not all meant to ascend at the same time. We're not. Yeah. We're not grow at the same rate. And so thank you for sharing yeah, that. Yeah, God gives you what you need. Mm -hmm. and when so you need it. Ask for the people in your life who are are there to support that path yeah, you're on. Ask right. for them to reveal themselves. Yeah. And they probably are doing their work too. Yes. To meet you where you need to be. Well, girl, I'm sure I want to talk to you for a whole nother hour. <laughs> that um, went quick. And I know, I know. And I know so many people probably want to, you know, get into your community, your work. And you got a special offering coming out. I do. So, My 30-day shift program is yeah. about to occur. I'm okay. really excited about that. So the 30-day shift, we decided we're going to offer it three times a year. This next offering is coming up in August of 2022. Mm -hmm. And we did it last year. And we kind of just like, okay, how is this going to look? Yeah. Um, and so it's 30 days of working with me to powerfully transform or transition into the next direction of where mm -hmm. you want your life to go, your ultimate life vision. So we yeah. become clear on that. Mm -hmm. We become clear on the, the areas in which you need to clear the clutter. Yeah. Uh, you have 30 days of activities and prompts, but the one thing that is consistent each day of those 30 days is your mm -hmm. self-honoring practice. Mm -hmm. And I require you to honor yourself and show up so that at the end of it, you have a, a different level of respect and love and honor for yourself, which I think carries you through yeah. the next transition. So the women who did my first, my, um, my inaugural 30-day shift program, I'm just 
blown away by them. You know, yeah. one of them, she wanted to buy a property. She bought her next real estate investment property. Mm. One of two of them are having, um, one of them had a child recently. The other one celebrated one year of entrepreneurship recently. And like, I think almost like seven months of consistent five figure months as an entrepreneur. Uh, so I'm really excited to continue to impact women in that shift. And I love that work. Like, yes, I get off and like, I'm just twinkling. <laughs> I'm twinkling. Yeah, I, I really my fat finance has been beautiful, but I love to dig deeper into people's lives. And mm-hmm. so um, we have a we have a wait list. Um, mm-hmm. If you go to my personal Instagram, Tanya.Rapley, we have a, you have to fill out an application and we'll go through that and figure out who we think mm-hmm. is best positioned to go on that journey. Because mm-hmm. everybody's not the right place at the right time. Right. And I'm the, I'm this. I'm blessed with the. I'm blessed to be in the place where your money is not going to make a difference for me. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like so I don't. You don't have to join my program because yeah. most of my money with my fat finance and I structured the business this way is business to business. Mm-hmm. So I work with a lot of businesses and that allows me to choose who I work with as mm-hmm. well as offer my programs and services yeah. at a price that's affordable for the people who want to access it. Mm-hmm. But it also takes the pressure off of like, cool, if this ain't the right place for you, I'm not going to push you into anything that's not right for you. Right. Because you're going to walk away resenting me. And I yeah. don't want that. Like, yeah. I want you to feel like that was what I needed to do at that time with that woman. Mm-hmm. Not, she sold me into it and now I don't even right. know. And da, 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 all she is is a saleswoman. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit about be- that because I feel like that's an imp- another important topic we don't talk about is being intentional about who your clients are mm-hmm. and how you do get to choose and how important it is to choose. Yeah, yeah. everybody isn't my client. It's funny yeah. when I did a thirty day shift last year, I I had my um, I had my customer avatar mm-hmm. of who was going to be in the class. Yeah, and I remember last minute there's a woman who signed up for it who was not my customer avatar. Right, and I was like. Mm, let me hop on the phone with her. <laughs> like, yeah. let me walk through this and make sure she's going to be comfortable and everything. Because, I mean, honestly, it was a program that I had geared mostly towards black women. Yeah. And she was an Asian woman. I was like, uh, let me check in with her to yeah. make sure she's comfortable in this space, too, right. and give her an understanding. And she excelled in it to the point where she just signed up for another one of my programs. Nice. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And she was actually, and this is the important thing, even for me to remember, we are human. We are Spirits having a human experience. Mm-hmm. So we have our exterior and we yeah. have our spirit. Mm-hmm. She was led to me by her spirit. Yeah. And that calls on me to refine the way in which I market or think who think about who I'm serving. Mm-hmm. Because now I want to connect with your spirit. Yeah. Not with your external circumstances right. or your, you know, the demographic that you happen to fall into. Yeah. So she taught me a lesson. Way when you taught me a lesson. <laughs> she taught me a lesson. Um, but that is important for me going forward in the work that I do, is just mm-hmm. to make sure that we are spiritually aligned and supposed to work together at a spiritual level. Because if we're not, it's not going to feel good for neither one of us. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not going to, vibration's going to be off. Uh-huh. You're going to be the one bringing down the energy on the call. I right. don't want that. Like, I like <laughs> giving their money back. Please, like, right. so, you know, that's one of the scenarios where I talk to my director of operations, like, you know what? Uh-huh. Let's have a conversation with this person and let's be prepared to offer them a a full refund. Right. If And that hasn't happened yet, but that is a conversation Mm -hmm. that I would be willing to have. Yeah. Because the energy has to be there for everybody involved. I'm glad you went there because I feel like we don't talk enough about how important energy is. We talked a little bit offline about how important energy is in a business Mm -hmm. and how keeping that vibration high versus, okay, something happened and it costs and you want to get revenge or you want to sue someone or think... 
Can you share a little bit of that insight of your perspective around, you know, retaliation? Yeah. So I look at, so there's return on investment and there's return on time, but I also look at return on energy. Mm -hmm. So that's a metric that I also measure is like, what is the return on energy? How does this deplete my energetic bandwidth Mm -hmm. by pursuing this thing? Or how does it add to that? Mm -hmm. And does it give me more peace to do it in this manner? Because peace is valuable to me. Mm -hmm. And so it... I think that's a metric that I would encourage anybody listening or watching this to think about is, yeah, return on time. Yeah, return on investment. But what about return on energy? Mm -hmm. And how does this or choosing to do this thing impact that? Yes. And I find a lot of people probably would be more peaceful in their business if they Mm -hmm. thought about it that way. Yeah. You're feeding into a lower vibration right now. And Mm -hmm. other people are going to try to encourage you to do that too if they're not in tap with their own vibrational frequencies. They're going to be like, you should do this and you're going to let them get away with this and not. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm okay. Yeah. It's a choice. I'm going to be good. Yeah. Like, I know the way that abundance works in my life. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not going to impact me as as much as it would by me to see I deciding to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's powerful. I think it's powerful for people to hear because it is a personal choice and the, and doing and getting back or righting the wrong or whatever is not always the highest choice yeah. for everyone and in every situation. We're no. all different, we're all unique and so I feel like just giving people permission to really think about is this the best thing for you to do right now? Is this the best use of your energy? And they're not, you know, I think that a lot of people are like, well, I don't want anyone to get over on me. They're not. No. They're not. Mm -mm. They're not. Mm -mm. They really aren't. Like, they didn't do their best work. They didn't do right by you. Mm -hmm. And they're not. Yeah. And you'll be okay. You know, they did not. So I think that's an important thing. I don't live my life feeling like I need to get revenge on people because it's like... It's a waste of energy. I'm gonna be good. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel like... You choose if, and if you do choose to put energy towards something like that because you feel like you need it to be okay, I also Mm -hmm. honor that too. Yes. But for me, I have so much intentionality around what I'm doing. So when that comes, I'm like, whoo, I really got to measure is this on my priority list? Is getting back to you going to make me feel any better about myself? Mm -hmm. Is it going to increase my business at all? Like, you know, is it? So thank you so much. I just had to share that. And before we um, head off, I want you to just share with the people kind of what you feel like if you had one mantra that you live your life by, what would it be at this time? Everything begins with intention. Mm. I've always, I have lived with that mantra since 2012. Mm-hmm. Everything begins with intention. I love that. So I love that. Yeah. I love you. You are incredible. Thank you, Koya. My first, I love you too. Episode, and I love y'all too. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know you got all those nuggets Tanya dropped. And make sure you let us know your takeaways. Hit us up on social. Tanya Rapley, Koya Webb, let us know your biggest takeaways, what you love the most, what resonated with you the most. And make sure if you haven't already, go ahead and leave a review. Um, If it's five stars, if it's two stars, whatever it is, however you feel, let us know what you like, what you don't like, because it helps me be a better podcaster. It helps my guests with feedback. So let us know how you feel. And until next time, love yourself, love others, and love the world one day at a time, one breath at a time. Peace and love. Let's throw a heart at them. Damn. <laughs> oh, I didn't throw it. Okay, okay you want to do it again?
like that. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to say thank you for being part of the Get Loved Up community. I like to share topics and people making a positive impact in the world, and your feedback means the world to me. If you haven't already left a review, please leave a five-star review and let me know what you want to hear more of on the show. I'm here for you, and together, we're making the world a better place, one day at a time, one show at a time. Thank you for listening.